0: Peace and blessings, and welcome back to the Heritage Hip Hop Podcast, where we introduce you to your future favorite artists today. And not only do we do that, we also give honor to the MCs that made the game that you benefit from today. Please, introduce yourself to the people. Yeah.
1: One time for your mind, two time for your soul. It's your man, Shizzle, what the whistle that's most know me by? You know what I'm saying? Otherwise, AKA MC Chan, the, the man from the you know, with the plan. <laughs> It's a pleasure
0: to to talk to you. It's It's a real pleasure to get to talk to you because I think there's so much to talk to you about. I only have such a little bit of time that I just want to just roll into greatness. What do you think? Let's go. All right. So, the one thing I do not want to do, everybody asks you about the bridge wars, and everybody always asks you about, um, KRS-One and the Juice Crew in many respects. I want to start my interview out by asking you about this. Some people call you, some people call you a grand but the kings of hip hop swag. How do you take that?
1: Daddy. Well, if that's what they say, I can't tell you what people. I'm just a humble brother and whatnot. And I'm just me, you know what I mean? You can't tell somebody, you know, everybody always say legend, legend, legend. But I think of myself as that's just something that I did. I'm more of a good daddy than I am an MC. <laughs> okay,
0: But you were there when hip hop was in its infant stages when it came to hip hop as being called hip hop, making records and things. So let's start from that infant stage. Tell me, what was the what was the importance of DJ Mr. Magic on you and in hip hop?
1: Well, at one point, Mr. Magic was it. All you could hear hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like like Biggie said, Mr. Magic Molly Mall." you had to let the tape pop till the tape rock, till the tape pop. You know, magic was the instrumental thing that while me and you were doing what we're doing right now, because when the major radio stations wanted him to stop playing hip hop and we'll give you a job and we'll let you play prime time, all you have to do is stop playing at hip hop, Magic said, oh, that's okay. Yes, baby, I see the airplane, I hear it, we all hear it. Daddy's live right now, I hear you, baby.
0: The, the, the important thing about Mr. Magic also is what's important to this interview, because as you are sitting with your children, Mr. Magic helped birth, him and Ralph McDaniels helped birth the two most pivotal elements of hip hop, which is audio and video. When did you see hip-hop get big till you saw it was going in both directions at the same time?
1: Now, guess what? I feel privileged to be part of both part of those legacies. Mr. Magic was my partner in crime, and Ralph McDaniels produced my first video, Left Me Lonely. So I'm one of the blessed to have worked with both of them the you know,
0: I, I, I respect that because, like I said, you are what people call a foundationalist, which means that without you, a lot of the understanding of what is today would never come into fruition. I want to ask you something of that as an MC. You came from a time when hooks weren't not were not MC ready. As hip-hop progressed, hooks became very vital. What was the Art and souping up the uh, or, or making the MC big oh, like the MC was big and making the DJ. How did y'all work together for Synergy and to make the culture last?
1: Well, at one point you couldn't get on if not for the DJ. If the DJ didn't give you the mic back at the park jam, right? Because he was the one in control. So the MC started by... Rappers saying, I want to be a yes, yes, y'all. The crowd party hyper. You know what I'm saying? And then it just progressed naturally with evolution. You know what I'm saying? Once it became the the parties, what are you doing? Then it became the making of the records. No, no, no. The cassettes and and the party jams. And then it became the making of the records, which spreads the whole hip-hop culture worldwide.
0: I think what's very important and vital that people do not talk about when it comes to hip-hop culture is the intelligence of what an MC is or who he is rather than what he does. What was the most eloquent thing about your wordplay that made you stand out when it came to rhyming?
1: I changed the whole rah and, and yelling when you rhyme. is, You know what I'm saying? I came with all of his beats and my rhymes attached. Even though that there were those before me that were Smooth, Spoonie G and things like that, we were on a new plateau. Wordplay, My words, I, 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 I was pivotal with the stabs. You know what I'm saying? You just had to watch me and understand that every record that I did back then, if you drop the needle on the next one, it had a different style, a different tone to my rhymes. We were based daddy, on originality back daddy, then. You know what I'm saying? Which now is it. totally a different... Daddy, I see it, baby, I see it. Yes, sir. It's totally a different game now. to get that Is it really though? got excuse me. I got to get my eat on, cause you see, I'm a, y'all got to get it in when I can.
0: No, there's nothing wrong with that. But, but is it really that much different? Because when I say the intelligence of the MC, people know you for the Queensbridge song, but Feed the World was your real first song. Am I correct?
1: They're trying put shade on me. <laughs> when you see those pictures with artists, you never see, you see one Kangol all the time. It's always LL, not mine. They try and wipe me out of the whole history of hip hop. And that's because I fall between the old school of old school. Go ahead and go then, And then the new school of the new school, like when the Naughty by Natures and all of them started coming in. So I fall into a dead zone. <laughs> as the one to show them what it is to be an MC, You know what I'm saying? So I don't get the accolades until probably after I'm dead or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Stop playing. You do too much. Boy, go to the bathroom, like you said, and ain't nobody playing. Get out of here. Daddy. Ain't nobody playing. Go to the bathroom and stop playing with me. Huh? I'm doing business right now. Don't make me pop you in front of the world, nigga. Mm-hmm. That that dead zone that you talked about still
0: has to be something that is an accomplishment because we're still talking about you, but so many people got swallowed by that dead zone that you said, and we don't even talk about them at all. Correct.
1: Well, that's why I feel blessed because I'm of um, know why it was because of that Queensbridge battle that this whole mystique and this mysterious thing is about Shannon Chris because the battle never happened to say whether. Shan crush Chris or Chris crush Shan. And in the end of the day, you can never put a square in a round hole. You dig what I'm saying? Every MC of my era, we all had different styles, different everything. We would not, you know what I'm saying? Everybody stands for themselves. So trying to put Rock him against Kane would never work because they both have their lane that's cut out for them. But if y'all want to be fans and try and, you know, just wonder if oh who would win, each one of them are great in their own right and every artist in that whole thing until it started getting crazy.
0: But that's what fan service is because when you have a favorite, you you, you want to see how your favorites stand up against each other. I mean, look at the comic book world. Everybody wanted to see Superman fight Batman. People want to see the Hulk fight Thor. So why, why would we not want to see our favorites, our superheroes, go toe-to-toe on, on, a, on a record to see who's the best?
1: Because it came to the point where you couldn't just make a record. You say something about somebody. You about to get shot. Give me two seconds. Hold on. I got to do daddy stuff.
0: I understand that the the, the the battles turned into something because the Queens Bridge Wars were not only MC Shan and KRS-One. There were lots of songs that came out around that battle because you had Queens on your back. And people tried to bury Queens. It said Shan was the last one until Nas came. What was Queens from Shan until Nas? You know what it
1: was? It was a thriving empire in the making bubbling underneath the ground until it came to the surface and blew through the freaking concrete like a volcano and just hasn't stopped until this day.
0: (laughs) I think think Queens doesn't get enough credit, but Queens is is a monster within itself. Because When you think about Queens, we have you, we have LL Cool J, you have Onyx. People to forget LL and Onyx when it comes to Queens because they shout out South Suicide, not Queens Bridge or you know, they had Hollis Queens and so much. But Queens is a landmass with so much talent that when you do the history, you kind of run out of paper. But when you go back to the original names to put on that paper, besides you, who else was out there doing it so that the foundation was being laid?
1: Now, see. This is where I say that this is these the part of the conversations where we start taking the part of racism and cutting it into subsidiary, sub-cities. sets <laughs> right? Because why should it be any different for a Queens MC from a Brooklyn MC, from a Bronx MC, from a... We're all in this same culture together. Why is it that all the time it just comes down to us being against each other when you don't never see that nowhere else. And I love when this kind of fucking opportunity comes out for me to put my foot in the fucking door. You know what I'm saying? So you sitting here saying, well, what about if it was Queens? That means, yo, you want me to look at my black brothers from Brooklyn and look at them as if, you know, they were any different for me. Yes, it was competition, but as a whole, the hip hop community, if you look at it, it is what's making billions of dollars today. You know what I'm saying? And the more that we, and, and and it's messed up because most of the money is coming through all of the controversy into this one beefing with that one. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Go ahead and let it be a beef between you and so on, so they dropping your album next month cause it's not, a, it's not guaranteed you're gonna be here in three months. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that's just when it comes down to it, I just look at it like it's just breaking us down into more subsets. They don't ask that about Billy Joe against Deuce Springsteen or Barbara Streisand against Dolly Parton. They don't never get there in their awards and do none of that dumb crap. You know what I'm saying? They don't, but it does happen. Like for
0: instance, me and you love music, so we know music history there was an issue between the Temptations and the Four Tops. There was an issue with the Dramatics at one time. There was an in, there was an in, um, a, a instance with the OJs and other groups at one time. And we all know the famous stories of, um, what's my man? Uh, uh
1: now preach this.
0: Oh, okay, go ahead.
1: They all was getting jerks. So what was the sense of them arguing amongst each other? Because in the end of the day, when they sat down and the temptations wasn't the wasn't the bomb no more, and they got new young 30 year olds still doop doop. And the end of the day, y'all was fighting each other, and y'all got the same goddamn stiff stick that has shit on the end of it. Just like all of these artists, you don't see any old school artists out here that's living like a Dolly Parton. We still trying to feed our kids off the of shows and shit that we can muster up. But Bruce Sting, Bruce Springsteen has a sprawling estate. Barbara Streisand, get into a tax problem. What happens? She'll have a concert that, that won't even have a ticket price. Everybody that comes through the front door is Gonna have their checkbook out and just pay for what they want for them, to see and support her. You think that'll happen in the black community ever with hip hop? No, no, and the
0: reason
1: it why won't. I don't the reason why I don't
0: think that is because when you pander to a hip-hop crowd, remember you're pandering to people who are already behind the eight-ball. So America makes its living off of the hatred the inner city has for itself. It's when we don't hate ourselves. That's when America gets all in arms because they know their pockets are going to go smaller, ours will go bigger. So they manufacture slave hate and PTSD, post traumatic slave disorder, in all forms of quote unquote entertainment. So that when I talk to you, I'm trying to hold on to you for what you mean to us or me, where others look at you and they'll be like, okay, that's old school. And they don't understand the importance of history and relevance of history as well.
1: And with that being said, now remember, you had groups like Chuck D's and, the, you know, those groups that did knowledgeable things back in the days. Even though y'all might call me the biggest dopehead that was on hip hop, when I made a song, I might have been high as hell in the studio. But my message to the children were, don't be like me, Jane, stop this crazy thing. That was what was dangerous to the fucking populace that wanted to keep it in control. So they did everything to stomp that part of it and made you a sucker if you said or did anything that uplifted your community. The whole point was now to motherfucking keep your community in darkness, keep them motherfucking talking about, oh, you ain't got a fucking vocabulary to even sit down at a business table. So now, what happens? We still get to rob you because your black ass is so stupid you can't fucking read. So, you're gonna hire this Jew accountant, this Jew lawyer, or this Italian, this, that, and the third. And we're gonna get you for your money once again.
0: That's why today hip hop is so crucial in holding the 80s MCs into esteem because. Y'all being the first, y'all took more shorts and losses than the average person today ever will because y'all were the first. Because now you could get money doing anything, but back then the avenues were so limited. Like, did MC Shan get, a, get um, did he get approached by Kengo or Puma with the track suits? Did you get approached for a deal because you was wearing that stuff? Where today people get those deals. So let's talk about that.
1: I did. I damn sure did. Let me tell you. MC Shan Puma. Nice. They say MC Shan on. These is a warm pair, but you know where it say Clyde and shit at?
0: I like that. I like that.
1: I did. But you know it was more beneficial for them than it was for us.
0: Of course, because y'all built their brand. So once again, not only did you have the community on one side of your shoulders, you had corporate America sucking your blood dry on the other side.
1: But at that time we was getting, we was trying to get paid. You know what I'm saying? And when you got your song in a movie, or you got your joint in a commercial, or you was represented by a sweatsuit or whatever, that was that was the goal. You know what I'm saying? That's where the money was back then. It wasn't no internet, wasn't no streams. So anything outside of your record sales where you was getting any money. It had to be through endorsements, commercials, and other things like that, because we didn't have all of the internet and all of the stuff that these young cats got to. That where, if I, if y'all wanted to see an interview with me, it had to have been in a magazine, word up, right on, or something. And you know what I'm saying? It wasn't as personal as this. I might've said something during this Hi. interview. <laughs> all right baby that made you change your question and it was on the fly where it used to be you just had to take what the book said and keep wondering so you might run into them one day stop touching that we're not turning it off you get your other phone get out face. face what let me oh i gotta get him a phone he needs you too If I don't get him a phone with some YouTube, he gonna keep on messing with me. Here.
0: It's all good. I'm a a preschool teacher. I know how all this go. It's all good, man.
1: And this is how I do, yo. If anybody... Stop! If anybody that follows my Instagram, you know I'm about my kids. This ain't something that I put on for people. This is what I do every day. Yeah.
0: I want to ask you this question then. Because... Hip-hop has changed from when MCs used to rock and the break was simple to now you have very linguistic wordplay in the hooks as well. When did you first hear, or what MC first was the changing of what hip-hop, as you knew it when you rocked, to the next generation of sound? Who did that for you?
1: Melly Mel. And then I did it for others when I came with things like Left Me Lonely and stuff like that. Where's my battery at? When I came with Left Me Lonely, we went from just, yes, yes, y'all, you don't stop, to say who. to she used to tell me that she loved me all the time. You know? And since the industry was trying to say that hip hop wasn't an art form, it wasn't music, we learned that the, the uh, instead of us doing 70 bars on a verse and then doing another 70 bars, we learned the 16, eight, a hook, a chorus, a bridge. We actually were learning how music was made to structure our hip hop so that it would be classified as if it were music.
0: So I'm glad you said that because she'll st- um, still sharpened still. And you being a member of the Juice Crew, you are in one of the uh, most dangerous prolific groups of MCs ever how did the juice crew work that y'all were able to not only stick together and rhyme but you were able to push each other and not battle each other
1: every time they did a song together any song we did together was a battle you know subconsciously anytime with the juice crew it was always everybody kept everybody better Cause you know, if you was going to do a song with Kane, you knew you better come with something cause he's going to get rough for you just like a warrior. You know what I'm saying? Or G-Rap or Or Craig G, you know what I mean?
0: Your group is what inspired the growth of hip hop because out of the Juice Crew, we got all the different lines of hip hop. I think the only MC at that time that didn't spawn from that group that inspired was Melly Mel. Melly Mel will probably run, you know what I'm saying. That I could, that I know of. I wasn't there, you know what I'm saying. But I want to ask you this: What role did MC Shan play in the Juice Crew? Because you were notably missing in the Symphony, and that's like the Juice Crew anthem, but you're a Juice Crew. So how did that happen?
1: No, that's what you think the Juice Crew anthem is. That wasn't the Juice Crew anthem. The Juice Crew anthem was Juice Crew All Star. For those that didn't know, the Symphony was not the Juice Crew anthem. Although you fans want to think what y'all want to think, and I have nothing to do with that. What that was was a tape that Molly. Stop, man! Move. It, it was a tape. See, I knew the deal because I did Molly scratch with Molly already, right? And I know when he say, let's go make a tape. Oh, so we was at the the, uh, picture shoot for Molly Molly in control where y'all see us all at the plane and shit. And he said, let's go make a tape. And I knew better. And so I didn't go and Ace got a slot. You know what I mean? Okay,
0: I, I respect that. I mean, the Juice Crew All-Stars was a great song. Let's not get it twisted.
1: The symphony, the symphony is just like
0: um, the Crippling Dodgers for me. And this is my opinion only.
1: Look, check this out. The symphony is Molly's record. Okay. Stop trying to convince me that that's the Juice Crew anthem. No, I'm
0: not. I'm talking as a fan right now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, as a, fan, as a fan who looks at the culture, the symphony is like the bar that everybody wanted to reach who was a crew. Cause then you had people make crews to make new crews at, at one time, I wanted to mimic that. Because the symphony went around the world and everybody was like, oh my God, who is that? Because that was the song that touched every coast, every city, that's the one, that's the first song I ever heard that millions of cars played at the same time on different verses. That's when you and know- And
1: that's because of your age. Of course, because if of you course. because if you ask guys like motherfucking me, Naughty by Queen Latifah, our our thing was different. That was what y'all heard that made y'all oh yeah because of the time you came up in. But our thing was totally different from that. You know what I'm saying? Y'all think that that was the birth of hip hop, but if you go ahead and ask Queen Latifah how much, not saying. Listen, I'm talking about maybe you can wave your finger. That's cool. But I'm saying there's a lot of them out there that think the birth of hip-hop came from when they thought hip-hop started. You know what I'm saying? But there's a little bit of history before that. How many bumps and bruises. Latif and all of us, we used to do shows together on a regular basis. Because at one time in hip-hop, there was maybe 30 of us. You know what I'm saying? 30 groups. It wasn't like it is today where everybody's a rapper. So you would do shows with each other and we was what made whatever the hell y'all doing now popular. We took the bumps and the bruises of all the things of a two-time
0: loser. <laughs> you, you took a lot of bumps and bruises, but you are an innovator. You are one of the first MCs that's documented in a movie. Two movies at that. You have the Dutch documentary and you got the movie with Steve Martin. You're one of the first. You're not? Nope. I T was. You're not so you. I'm not saying you're the first, but you're one of the first.
1: Well, let's put it that way: one of the first. Right. You tried right, to right. trick me to get me to tell you a lie and no, shit. No no, 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 listen. Let me make my joke. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I Yo, got I, I hear a real nigga. He keep it real. Let me see if I can catch this nigga in a lie real quick. <laughs> no, that's I'm like... not one that likes to claim first. You know what okay. I'm saying? Okay. I'd rather claim best. <laughs>
0: This is why I always followed you because your commentary is, is you're, you're, you're dope not only for how you put your music together, you're also dope for how you see music and see entertainment. I remember you on Facebook was doing like MC Shannon
1: Space. Correct? In a and- cartoon form before anybody was doing all of this animation and whatever. I already had my foot in that joint. Stop doing that and put that juice back in the refrigerator I'll fuck you in your head again. Go ahead. I dare you. My brother, still,
0: my brother's still one of your like big devil fans.
1: Father too, yo. So don't don't pay me no mind. You better put <laughs> that juice back for you. get... I'm telling you.
0: No.
1: All right. Well, don't I'm, mess with me while I'm doing business. My brother is one of your biggest fans, right? Tell oh, him no, I said what's up.
0: Oh, no doubt. Shout out to Java the Ancient of the Hip Hop Screen International Screenwriters. We're gonna put that out there now. And he always said he thought you would have been one of the most perfect screenwriters that ever came out of hip hop. What do you think
1: about that? No. Let me tell you something. As real as I am right now, where you hear me cussing on my Instagram and all of that stuff, at one point I was too edgy for everything. They would look at me and say, yo, you need a reality show. You need this. You need that. But at the time, I'm like the Howard Stern of hip hop. I don't care. I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Now that the world is opening up, I couldn't have been in anybody's movies because Shan ain't changing for you. You know what I'm saying? If it's a, it's a, if it's a movie, blah, 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 and you mess with me, yes, I can get into character, bang. But how edgy, it was my image. I can't get an endorsement for whistle because I cuss too fucking much, but I don't give a fuck. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? But back then, the way I am now was the way I've always been. So I've always been too edgy for the publicist to go ahead and try and pitch me to somebody because, oh, he's a loose cannon. We don't want to do business with him. We don't know, he just might fucking not show up today or cuss somebody out on set. So, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's what kept me in the place that I was because this motherfucker here, you cannot contain him. And that's
0: to be appreciated because it is the people who follow that trend that helps push the narrative so people can learn to be themselves. It's cancel culture that we have today that tries to phase that out and people fight against it. I want to ask you this, though. Being yourself and taking that New York around the world what other territories did you touch that you seen hip-hop blossom that made you proud that you bought it there? The first
1: thing we have to do is take off our shoes. Overseas, everywhere. You know what I'm saying? I didn't ever look at it like, you know what I'm saying? It's everywhere now. It's in commercials, everything. It's, it's like the main driver in a lot of things that, that are going on right now. But guess what? we still the poorest people doing it. <laughs> we still the poorest people doing it. They'll give a couple of a couple of dudes money. Right. But now you notice that most of the hip hop moguls, that are those billion, million, 200 millionaires, they took that hip hop money and they flipped it somewhere else. It wasn't hip hop that got them that bread. Stop it. and Leave that bag alone. It wasn't hip-hop that got them the billions that they got now. It was the money that they got from hip-hop, and they were smart enough to manipulate it and put it in other investments. Because anybody that's out here thinking that, oh, I'm going to get in hip-hop, it's going to make me rich, and I'm going to be set for life, the fucking dream, and it's a lie. I'm going to bust your ass. Stop it, and I'm not playing with you. You always wait till I'm doing something. You better stop. So, oh, you shouldn't be talking to the two year, the three-year-old like that. Anybody saying that because you ain't got no badass kids. Now shut the fuck up. <laughs> this is my ninth one right here. So I got plenty of practice. I know how this works. You let them run over you like these kids nowadays and in three years. He'll be telling me, shut the fuck up, Dad. You know <laughs> oh what I'm saying? God. These kids is bad nowadays. You better check their ass right now.
0: So <laughs> let me ask you a question. Cause they do use hip-hop to push narratives how do you feel about juneteenth becoming a national holiday a federal holiday but people of color still haven't gotten the same sanctions and and, and laws written like the agents did with this stop asian hate thing
1: all right now see i like be asked these kind of questions that's another one of those here nigga, take this bullshit right here like it's something we're going to give you a day. It don't mean shit, but we're going to let you feel like it means shit. Niggas don't work that motherfucking day anyway, so who give a goddamn motherfucker? You understand? It's like that 420 shit. Who gives a fuck? It ain't doing shit, and now you're going to forget about all the other issues because once they fucking rub you on your back and make you feel like they gave you something, you're going to forget about all the other shit that's in mind. That's why I don't never jump on none of these causes, none of that shit. Because motherfucking nigga give you a stimulus check and you be happy like a motherfucker. Shut the fuck up. Them ain't the motherfuckers that I'm trying to talk to. You understand? The motherfuckers that's like, oh, yeah, I don't want my kids to go to school. I wish these motherfuckers would hurry up and send these little badass ass to the mother. Nigga, oh, you don't represent me, short. And that's why I think
0: hip-hop has maintained its integrity, even though corporate America tries to take the identity of it. Because there's always people who see through the lie, and there's always people who talk about what's really going on. What do you say about that?
1: <laughs> I say you a lying-ass motherfucker talking about hip-hop has gained regained its integrity. What integrity? To tell everybody to pop Zanny bars and a motherfucking kill, blah, blah, blah is that what the fuck the integrity you talking about no fucking hold wait a minute then wait a minute let me finish now because you opened up this motherfucking door so i'm gonna step my big ass foot right the fuck through. let's go you mean to tell me that all of this motherfucking shit they saying oh you dang at least when you listen to us back in the days you learned something. you you had words to listen to you had this Yeah, yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> corporate so hip-hop me that's the integrity that's rap actually about?
0: no that's rap and and like i said thank you for walking in that door because you did what many people do which is wrong when they talk to me and people who respect you because you're still out here talking in your hip-hop so you're not that and there's underground mcs who don't rap like that to talk about f this we need a revolution of the mind not just with pistols, but we got to think different. Respect our women. The soul needs healing. Um, you and God. We have MCs out there that still do that. So, no, hip hop does still have some integrity, but it's when you side with the corporate side that says, no, talk about being a thought and shaking your ass or talk about killing people because the people who are in power said, and it's documented, blacks don't have souls. So, we could do whatever they want. We want to them. There's people who say, no, that's bullshit and we'll do better by not listening to them and putting the respect of MC Shan, KRS One. Can, uh, and, and Chuck be out there and not just popping pills and popping Zanny. hey
1: man I respect good you. for you you had the right answer because <laughs> if you said anything else after that <laughs> you know what I'm saying okay. hey <laughs> I was about to say I see you back there creeping what's happening you good hi
0: hi this is my grandson that's MC Shan that's when I was favorite. this rappers. is my
1: son say hi to him say, say hi. hi hi you see him Say hi. See, they have a different language. No hate, none of the stuff that we have. They just have yeah, a natural. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's another kid. Let's go play. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> go ahead now he's gone. Yes, that's he's what gone that's, now.
0: That, that's what that's what God said we were supposed to be, and that's what our generations have turned against because we know more, or they know more about technology and they know about money than they do about spirit and soul. That's why you made songs like Jane Stop This Crazy Thing because Jane's crazy thing was cook up and you don't want her to stop. That's why you made songs about the project hoe because it wasn't about the nasty girl. It was about knowing who you're dealing with and that's going to help you walk correctly in your society and neighborhood. That's why I always respected you. It was always about not only being in the hood, but knowing the hood enough to tell people there's other things that go on besides what's happening in the hood. Now that hip hop has been so in the in internet, we forget those lessons. How do you feel about that?
1: I don't really care. And anybody that's of my stature or in my, if you're going to sit there and complain and want to talk about, oh, you not recognizing me for what I did yesterday, that's where you need to sit back in yesterday because nobody cares about you. This is a bit, this is an age old saying in the music. Don't nobody care about you unless you pass your last hot record. Once you ain't hot no more, nobody cares about you. So you sitting there wanting to claim this glory stone and want a statue carved over you because you was the first to do that, the first to do that. Nobody care about that? That's what you doing now that's contributing to all right, we're in Corona. uh, Did you take your time to get on the internet and pass a message of what hip-hop that we did is different you know what I'm saying? Don't sit back and complain. Now, I'm not complacent with what I did. Some might say, Shan, you didn't succeed. You're not rich, but I'm rich in spirit. I
0: think you succeeded when you dropped bars over bullshit because you but, transcend You transcend
1: decades and you still spitting. And I mean, but okay. I then. didn't put that out to sell a million records. I put that out just to continue my legacy on the low. For those, and it's and it's in a place, it's not locked in some brick in the corner of some building that's going to be opened in 50 years. You know what I'm saying? Some time capsule is there now. So it went, oh, a little bit after I'm, you know, after I'm no longer here and somebody say, yo, KRS-One, may Shan stop rhyming back in 82? And you go look up on the internet because these kids are going to be smart enough to do that and say, uh uh uh. -uh." Sham was calling KRS1 out on the internet to get a versus battle for like six months straight. You dig what I'm saying? And so this print that we're doing now is way different from my time. This imprint is going to be here until they turn the internet off. Because Instagram is so much of a boom, booming money entity that they ain't gonna get rid of all our videos. They just gonna sell it to the next one and increase the bandwidth. Don't do that, baby boy.
0: Well, that's why people—that's why people are getting into the NFTs now. Because you could take the you could take your album cover and sell that for like sixty-two thousand dollars and get that get that bread. You know, pictures of you—you can you can market it as NFTs
1: and sell them. So all I mean, right, but how many pictures of me do I have? I can't have I can't be in two places at once on the stage and taking the picture. No so,
0: you could use your old pictures that you have and and, and, and since they're you and you have you you have the rights to yourself, I would think you could use
1: those pictures for yourself. All right, but most of them images are on Gettysburg or Getty images or whatever the hell that is. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I can't even take one of my images from Getty Images, although I've never signed a written consent form to make money off of my images. and my likeness, Let me go ahead and say something. You got to have money to litigate these motherfuckers. You understand? But you have those so, sneakers
0: in your house. That's, that's the first image you can sell right there.
1: That belong to
0: Puma. No, it don't. They're in your hands. You're the image holding the sneaker you oh, sell that,
1: that. yes you oh sell that image but check this out yes now if i'm gonna do that image holding the sneaker what am i what are you telling me i'm gonna promote them motherfuckers for fucking free where i could get money from them and the niggas that's gonna take and buy the picture for sixty-two thousand. oh hell no
0: depend wait that that depends on your paperwork and or you could just take the gold print because that's not copyrighted. That's an image. You could say if that image is not copyrighted or trademarked, you could do that yourself and put the Queen's Bridge behind you and put some of your photos of yourself behind it with your well, song I'm
1: playing. Not, that's ah. too much for me right
0: now. Too I'm much? Not. Too much? Okay. Okay. But that's see, this is, this, right is, this is how my generation and your generation and the generations under me, that's how we have to talk and work with each other, not just talk. That's how we have to come together and bridge the gaps, because I believe hip hop suffers from what's called Rehoboamism. To catch you up, if you don't know, Rehoboam was the King, uh, King Solomon's son, who went again, who used the youth to turn against the elders and the kingdom split from Israel and Judah. And then they had 12 tribes and 10 tribes missing and all that other stuff. That's that. But it was because the generations did not stay cemented and that glue actually dried that it broke apart and now... We have Western civilization telling us not to respect the elders because they're old. When that was a Western civilization thing with um, the Nords and the, the Gaelics and Celts and all that, that's what they did. But people of brown skin heritage, we always took care of each other. We ran as this community. So to keep the community alive, I only bring these things up because it's somebody I respect, I want to see you keep winning so that your children have even more than just stories. Or what, you know, what what may be left. You see what, oh.
1: what I'm saying? Hey, and I appreciate that. But see, you wanting that is not good enough to just will it to happen. I have of to course. have a part of that. You understand? Yes,
0: yes. we have to so work together. I have to
1: have yes. As much a part of me building a legacy for my kids as much as people want me to have it. You yes. know what I mean? But some people sit back and be lazy and just want it given to them. Those that sit back and talk about, remember me? I was this, I did this first. That's those people, that's not me. I'm sitting here, I still build buses. I still think of a whole bunch of things. Wait till you see my new show called Shizzle with a Whizzle, the Hip Hop Ghost Hunter. Ah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You should have a cartoon or a children's book. I think that would be great.
1: I cuss too much to be involved with children. Fuck that shit. No, no,
0: know no. You no. All you gotta do it doesn't have to be a children's book. with well, you somebody doing Somebody
1: edited then. Somebody yeah. else. Is, yeah. I'm like a motherfucker. I'm gonna do.
0: I me, me. just do do some pictures of a cartoon character, and he just got some shan lyrics because those are your copyrighted lyrics. You get money off of that. What's up? Uh, that's
1: that's a, a, like a throwing money. You know, throwing the dice. Like maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. Maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I'm looking for some some sure shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, nothing's a sure. I mean, I mean, it's no. possible. Yes, it's possible with this internet age. Yes, it is. You know I mean? But of my age group, right? Yes. These young kids, I'm not trying to get them to know me. I'm not trying to make them my new fans. I'm not trying to get out here and do the groundwork to have them say, oh, I recognize him. Fuck that. If you ain't from that group and you ain't interested, fuck it. I ain't got the time. I'm living my life comfortably at the age that I am. I'm not out here talking about remember me, all that. I don't give a fuck. You don't know me, whatever the fuck. You just ain't interested. That's what the fuck. Now everybody's going to like you. Not everybody's going to love you. Not everybody's going to fucking know you. You know what I'm saying? Every time I go outside, walk to the fucking through Walmart, I don't get disappointed if somebody don't walk. And say, "Oh shit, MC Shan," you know what I'm saying? Fuck that. It's other things in life for me now. Fuck that hip hop shit, man. Y'all niggas got that shit on lock. Do what y'all do. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> do what y'all do. I, I, make, I don't make no music to try and, you know what I'm saying? Come off. My age group don't fucking buy music. They don't understand that you can stream the shit free on YouTube and niggas still get paid. They still think that, oh, this nigga got an album out I got to go buy it. No, motherfucker, you got a Spotify account because that's what the fuck you need now to get the real shit. You got serious, you got all that, you know what I'm saying? Mm. not about going to buy the music. Walt well, just go to your shit and program your nigga's favorite shit because they got a new album out. And that's why a lot of hip-hop motherfuckers don't do hip-hop because motherfuckers who say they support hip-hop don't support hip-hop like that, but you're on the motherfucking gram every day. Just go on their motherfucking page and play their new music. Fuck with their YouTube page, you know what I'm saying? You support them so much, but that's, you know, another story.
0: It is, and that's the sad part about where music is today is because of the stream, even if they do stream you, they're not paying you the respect monetarily or royalty-wise that you really deserve. And that's what I don't like about the game today. I'm really against that.
1: Yeah, you got to get 1,500 streams to equal one sale. Exactly. Now, imagine if you were just a motherfucker that just got 4,000 motherfuckers. Now, imagine back in my day, your 4,000 would have been sold CDs at $5 each or whatever you were selling them out your trunk. And you could have turned it into real cash. Right. So not only are these internet companies gaining on us twice, they gaining on us because, boom, they already sold us as an advertisement because we, they know we starving to be who the fuck we are and promote. And they're going to tell us, you got to promote before we sign you. So use our shit to motherfucking promote. And they sold us to the advertisers already. Mm-hmm. Okay? So now, when it comes time for you to do your shit, They're going to get money off of you because they're going to sell you as the fucking what you call as a commercial already. But you're going to keep creating this free content for them. And now they're going to allow you to play your music. And guess what? They're getting a piece of that, too. And in order for you to get one record sale, my friend, you've got to have 1,500 streams. So in order for you to be a multi motherfucking millionaire like these niggas with the money like this. You have to become of this age. You have to come from this internet era because my era, they don't know enough about this internet shit like that. They think everything's a fucking scam, that they ain't going to click on your fucking link. Okay? And so you're not going to make the revenue out here as a hip-hop artist being old school in this motherfucking new day and age with shit how it goes on. And that's the
0: crime. I mean, I see Kango Kid out. He's doing a, a reality show, and I know you said that wasn't that didn't interest you. I see that, and I see Kane is out doing um something right now. And respect to Big Daddy Kane and Kango Kid. You know, the only thing I can say is it goes back to what you said. That's where Europe has the advantage over the America is because in Europe, they they glorify the antiquities, and here we do we 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 we, we destroy everything for what's new. And I, 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 as, a, as a hip-hop loyalist, as somebody who studies the game, I apologize to you for that. But then again, I hold you up because in a community or society where things are tore down for the newest thing, you are consistent in conversation and people love to hear from you. So once again, salute to you.
1: I appreciate you. Now, let me tell you something. How hip-hop just carries on the separation between... Black family and all of that. See, my generation, right, I remember when it was Christmases and it was New Year's and it was Thanksgiving. We had the big long tables and everybody was there. Okay. Nowadays, people don't even call their family no more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like if you don't tag them on an Instagram post, they mad. What about, what happened to calling people? You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's a total different world out here, you know? and the family is split and the music just splits it even more because all right we split in our homes but now the music broadcasts this motherfucker oh he a op that nigga's a op a op to who he's an op to who you know what i'm saying who's the real ops out here So the fucking music also carries the separation of black people even further with the bullshit. And they're happy to motherfucking post that shit and motherfucking let that shit go through, right? But let you post some bullshit that motherfucking got something to do with uplift or something like that. They're going to ban your ass or make sure that your algorithm doesn't hit those that are conscious.
0: So what would you tell somebody who's coming up from your experiences or what you see as an elder, what would you tell them to be careful of and what to work towards?
1: What I would tell them is get you a lawyer and don't take one that somebody's going to point to you. Make sure you understand what you're signing. Get your money in hip-hop and get the hell on.
0: So if there was something else that you could that you would want to or could have gone into... To make money besides hip hop, what would ha- what would it have been?
1: I'm not even gonna think about that. I don't look back. I'm just happy to be where I'm at, not right now, and glad that I made the choices that I did. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not looking back as one of these hip hop artists that bitter because you think, oh, he didn't make any money and he didn't do this and he, uh, you know what I'm saying. Some things ain't some people's business, and if you don't know, then that's your business. But I'm not one of these artists that are bitter as if, oh, I didn't come off and I hate everybody for not recognizing a pioneer in hip hop. The thing that I told you earlier, I could walk through the store and don't care for a motherfucker look and say, oh, that's Shan. Shit. I'm happy at that. I remember a time where I couldn't even fucking eat. Wow. I know I curse in front of my kids and just don't do what I do, do what you do. And don't pay me no mind because I'm the Louisa's son, as I've said. But you know, people are gonna be like, "Ooh, ooh!" But I don't care what people say. He's gonna do what I say and not what I do. Stop being funny with that. <laughs> well, I mean, um, one Hook it up in one second. Move before right, we
0: up. before we close up this interview. Once again, it's a pleasure to talk to you. And I have about, you, I, I have about three more questions, and then we're gonna we're gonna be done. All right. Yes, sir. Before we get to them questions, how'd you like your interview? I tried to prepare and do give you something fresh and special, man. I hate this
1: shit, man. What you talking about? This nigga right here was corny as a motherfucker. I should have cut off about an hour ago, but I'm still talking to his corny ass. Nah, psych. I just had to see your face. See, that's like when they tell you on the phone and you say, hello, you've reached so-and-so. Can you hold, please? No, I don't want to fucking hold. you would love to see that face right i just wanted to see your face (laughs)
0: that's all good i want to ask you like i said we're going to do three more questions and then we're going to finish out and the first of the questions is this one of my favorite things that mc shan has done was work on the qb's finest right because it showed that you do have a dedication to the culture Even though you getting at people, you still showing people how sharp your sword is. How do you keep yourself sharp so at any time anything happens, you can just get on the song and go off?
1: Man, let me tell you something. QB finest. That wasn't my best. They had to kidnap me to do that. (laughs) They had to. I wasn't going to do that record. Why? Because I was, you know, I was going in a room full of MCs. I'm coming MC Sin, Juice Kustel, Blaze, all y'all. So when they wouldn't let me do what I wanted to do, I'm like, man, I ain't doing it. It's because Omega that I actually did the song. Because he like, yo, and he explained it to me to make it make sense to me, coming from a younger generation of Queensbridge cats. He like, we want you to do... The old style. Look, stop right now. You played too. You played too much. We want you to do the old style that you did on Queens on the Bridge. That's why it starts out. You love to hear the story again and again about. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Go ahead, sing it.
1: Yeah. Come on, come on, your bridge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he knows my
0: yeah, that's what's up. Good job, man.
1: He you know, yo, you know what? It's kind of crazy because my three-year-old know my new joint, too. I got a new song out called Bounce that I okay. just put out. Look, look, look. Tell him how I go. Boom, boom. Shorty better watch it because I'm about to spill a drink. Yeah. I was drinking. Oh, Shorty on. <laughs> shorty on Patron. Yeah, but it's just kind of cool, you know what I'm saying? And let me tell you, also what amazes me, he knows how to use YouTube. And so some days I'll be catching him watching my videos. And that right there is like, gives me a warm, fuzzy feeling and so like, damn, he don't even know who his father is. He just think I'm one of them things he click on
0: YouTube. (laughs) That's cool. I mean, yeah, I mean, and that's, that's that's what's important about all these things is that the legacies are being not only foretold and they're being remembered, they're our story. You are part of God's heritage. You are part of the righteous legacy of God's people. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's very beautiful to me that your child sees you and, and celebrates you without even knowing you.
1: That's, that's excellent. <laughs>
0: Look, check this
1: out. When I do finally pass on, right, I don't really care about all the hip-hop accolades and he did this for hip-hop and he did that. You know what, I'm gonna have them right on my tombstone. I'm gonna have them right on my tombstone that here lies an a-hole, right? But he took care of hey! mama and his kids. Look at them, he see the kids. He see the kids. <laughs> Hey, he see the kids. Hi. Say hi. That's hi. how we gonna end it out. Our next gen- gen- our next generation of superstars. That's
0: right. That's right. So let me ask you the second question of the three. You are very proud of being a dad. I see that everywhere you speak. I, I always see you talk about your children, right? And I want to ask you this: as a person, a person who grew. To build hip hop, what do you think hip hop could do more for the children to respect the lineage of children that come into hip hop?
1: Later, for hip hop doing it, every black father, as an individual, period, should be taking care of his and her responsibility to children that did not ask to be here. You dig what I'm saying? And I'm gonna tell everybody the greatest thing that my father, who never was there for me, did was to not be there because it showed me how to be a father to him. That I'm not going to be the same kind of father. So I broke that cycle. And so forget hip hop. You need people like you and me just saying it straight on things like this. Take care of your kid, ding dong.
0: (laughs) I respect that too. So my final question was this, and you said it already. I heard you say in another interview you want your legacy to be you are an a-hole, but you love your children, right? That's what you said yes, you want sir. your legacy to be. Here's my here's my final question in this interview. If that's your legacy, how do you want your children to continue your legacy and be greater?
1: Just be who they are. What I'm doing right now is I'm growing them up with a standard of living that they ain't going to accept less. You dig what I'm saying? The things that you put around them, the things that you, you know what I'm saying, you put them into, I take them camping, I do things with them that's going to continue in their life, they're going to like going camping, they're going to want to grow up and buy an RV or or go boating and stuff like that, it's the things that I instill in them that's going to you know, I just give them a certain standard of living that they're going to expect that through their life and later for my legacy understand what i did to get here it's not easy and i'm not gonna make it easy i'm louise son i'll pop his little ass for him he mess up oops i didn't mean to say that in front of your grandson for him man please
0: he can't he can't hear you anyway it's all good <laughs> so with that being said why don't you give the world just social media so they can follow you and support you the way you're supposed to be supported
1: MC Sham with a number one behind it on Instagram. That's the only one I do, because that's the only one that give me long enough time to do what I do. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. your man, Shizzle. One time for your mind, two time for your soul. Now I'm going to have to get out here and hook up this game for him, because he's going to drive me nuts until I do. He keeps grabbing the the, the joystick, trying to block the camera as if to say, yo, come on, hurry up. (laughs) So I've enjoyed my time. Like I said, if your man shizzle with a whistle, one time for your mind, two times for your soul, ain't nothing standing between you and success, but every opportunity, time to go get it because it ain't going to get itself. And with that <laughs> being said, peace, and we out. <laughs> yes, sir. bye-bye. Bye-bye. Say bye. Bye. I got it. I got it. Go ahead, press the red button.
0: Thank you for watching our presentation. We ask that you subscribe to our YouTube family and hit the notification bell for updates. Please like, comment, and share this video.